in today's show. It's a monster 12-game Wednesday recap. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble as well, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack at JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available at Amazon. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got 12 games on. Hope it doesn't take too long to get through them, but you know what? We're going to talk about what we need to talk about. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Couple of news items. We'll talk about other injury stuff in the games where it, where it matters. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein is dealing with an Achilles problem, apparently. So some of his mobility and the lower minutes are maybe potentially to do with that. That's all well and good to know now, mate. It would have been good to know that beforehand. Um, also, with the return of Mitchell Robinson and Captain Combe over in charge, I don't think Hartenstein, who does have significant upside, is worth holding as in, a, in roster spots in all scenarios. If you're a desperate need and you need to churn through, like he is droppable. If you're in a roto league where you can hold or a weekly league where you can stash, I still think that he is, fully healthy, a better option than Mitchell Robinson. Whether Thomas Thibodeau believes that or not, I don't know. And that's yeah, some of the concern there. It's not about whether I think Hartenstein's a good player, because I do. It's about whether he can produce at the level we need him to and to get the playing time that we need him to and get the usage that actually benefits a team. And I don't think those things are all going to happen. So that does make him a hard hold in those scenarios or a guy that is hard to hold. Report on the uh, on the rock DJ Robbie Williams. DJ. Woj said on ESPN today that the report is that he might be or he should be back by Christmas. Okay, they also told him that he couldn't do any further damage by playing on that knee, and uh, haven't seen him since, have we? So I'm gonna yeah. And Woj also said that John Morant was week to week, so I'm gonna say yes, yeah, sure, maybe, but maybe not. Right? They're playing well. They it's already a re-injury of this knee problem. They need him firing for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if it pushes into January. It'll only be early January, but I wouldn't be surprised if it pushes there. And then, I don't think he plays any back-to-backs this regular season, and I think he's limited in minutes until at least February, would be my guess. Now, he can still be impactful there, but just base all that information that we're still probably four weeks away, maybe six weeks away from him returning, and you're probably eight weeks away to 10 weeks away from anything approaching four minutes from Rob Williams. He played a lot of minutes last season. Like I think we look at him as this permanent guy, and he is, right? But he played like 30 minutes a night last season. And that was how he was able to jump us to a third, fourth round player. And if he plays 22-23 a night here for a while and sits back-to-backs, then that value is not going to be approaching there. So that is something to consider. Some other good news is Chris Paul is back practicing. So his return looks imminent, whether that is on Friday or not, I'm not sure. But we just keep rolling campaign until we hear that old mate uh, Chris Paul is back. Simple as that. I don't think we really need too much discussion there. Let's look. We've got that out of the way. No more other news to talk about. We're not going to do waiver wire stuff that was done in the show earlier today. Happy Thanksgiving also to everyone who does celebrate it. 
Um, hope you guys have a great day off, day with your family, day without your family, day eating or day not eating, whatever you're doing. Hope you're enjoying Thanksgiving. First game. The Timberwolves and the Indiana Pacers. Good win for Minnesota on the road here. Pretty comfortable in the end. Um, 115-101 was the final score. Uh, this is a really good win. Uh, yeah, 115-101. Don't know what I was hesitating with there. Big game from Townsie. 37 minutes, 23-11-8, two steals, two blocks. Now, this guy... His defensive stats have been pretty poor this season. Like, he's at 0.8 blocks and he never gets steals. So getting those is a real benefit. And then also 73 and 86% shooting is amazing. He only took one three. He was 70% on twos. This was great. Before this game, he was 19th over the last week, 40th over the last two weeks, and he's outside the first round, barely. He's 13th for the season. And that's exactly where I had him in the draft season. I had him at like 13th. He's going to jump ahead of 13th after this game, but we don't expect this level of blocks, but he has been solid enough. Just not the same top five level player that we've seen in the past. His uh, front court partner. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. I know everyone loves clowning on him, and they did last game. He took zero field goal attempts. Well, he had 21 and 16 here on 82% shooting. He was three of four from the line. Yes, he didn't have any blocks, but he's still a top 40 player this season. And there's still room for him to improve and get those shots back up. But this was obviously a noted effort to get him more shots. And the shot attempts between um, all of the starters, 11, 10, 11, 11, 14. Like a pretty even offensive distribution. Interesting. With Jordan McLaughlin out, we've got 36 D'Angelo Russell minutes. 15, 3, and 12. Three steals and a block. He also shot 70%. He's been wildly inconsistent. But if McLaughlin does have to miss more time, that does help Delo's case. Well, Jaden McDaniels, one of those games, we don't see it often, where he puts together offense and defense. Four blocks and 18 points with two triples. Really strong game. His rebounds remain absolutely piss poor, and I still don't think that he's 100% a must-roster 12-10 points league player. In category leagues, he is. He's a better category league guy than points. And then all those guys played well, but Anthony Edwards was, I guess, a little disappointing. Um... Like, it's not bad from him. He hit both his free throws. He did go to the bench early with a bit of a limp and holding onto his thigh, but he returned. He played 36 minutes, 19-7-2 with three threes. Like, it's not a bad line. It's just not It's not fantastic. Another two blocks for Kyle Anderson in 24 minutes while the artist, formerly known as Torian Prince, had to leave this one early with a shoulder issue. How about the big fella in Indiana, Miles Turner? 31.7 rebounds, seven triples, four steals, and a block, 71% shooting. Now, if I was out here telling you that I foresaw this, I didn't. Obviously not. He was a guy that I did like in round three, sometimes in round two in drafts, although probably not enough actually ever went that high. But I don't expect this. He's a top 17 player for the season. But the thing that's frustrating to me is that we've seen Turner on this team for so long and they refuse to play in minutes. They play him out of position. They featured other centers who I think are inferior. Demontis Sabonis, I'm looking at you. And we're finally seeing Turner in a big role produce well. Now, I do think if he does end up getting traded that the usage might drop somewhat. But he's absolutely cranking. I don't. Even, I think he's a bit of a sell high, but you're never getting top 15 value back. You might not get top 30 value back. So I'd rather just write it out. Because again, how many times have we heard Miles Turner getting traded? Never, and it never happens. It's like Brook Lopez getting traded for five years when he was a member of the Nets, or John Collins getting traded every year as a member of the Hawks. These things don't always happen. And I'd rather just write it out. I think with Miles, Halliburton had a struggle game. 10 points on 15 shots, but he added 14 assists, weirdly, for the third consecutive game, 14 assists. They're big numbers. Only the one steal and two rebounds here. Isaiah Jackson was out, so I don't get to do it very often, so I'm going to do it now. The dart, Gogo Badadze, 
problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile? No, not the dart. Not the dart. Haha, <laughs> the dart. Four blocks and two steals for Goga as the backup center. I still maintain that Goga Badadze can be a solid enough rotation NBA player. He would, he could, look, if he was in Charlotte, I think he'd be better than Nick Richards and Mason Plumlee. I, I honestly think that. He's very volatile, he's very inconsistent, and he's not going to get that role here, but he's always a name to watch. Timothy John McConnell, after last game, played only 19 minutes. Not a shock there. 10 points, 4 assists. I don't believe he's a 12-team league guy, and I don't believe you should bother with him outside of streaming for assists and steals. Well, Bud Heald had 13-3 and 2 and 3 threes. He's in a real slump shooting at the moment. Another sub-35% shooting night, 31% here for Heald. And Ben Matherin, Humpty Dumpty, he did the thing. He's really good at getting to the line. 12 attempts is great. From a fantasy point of view, if you only hit 9 of those, it's actually a pretty significant negative. 46% not a bad overall field goal percentage. From a fantasy perspective, it's a negative. 21 points are good, but 3 rebounds, 0 assists. This is what keeps him from being a solid fantasy option for category leagues. I still think that he's a hold, but you you get people get swayed. 21 points, it's great. I think he has been really good as a rookie. He's been better than I expected, especially yeah, rookies don't get to the line the way he does. They're not that composed. It just doesn't happen, right? That's a massive thing. And I think he is going to be a really good dynasty player. But at the moment, he's not actually contributing winning stuff to a category league team. He just isn't because of the you know, points and nothing else. And that's fine. But that's what's happening. All right. Jalen Smith. By nah. 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 See you later. He's bad. Like, he's bad. Right, I, I misjudged it. I thought that despite being bad, he would still play 28 minutes a night and put up fantasy numbers. But he's actually that bad that he can't get those minutes. He sucks. He's so He stinks. He smells. Two points. He did have two steals in a block, but 17%. I still think there's room for him to improve the shooting because this is actually ridiculous, the level of shooting that he's at. But I, w- I wouldn't bother waiting. I'll see you later. Bad pick. Bye. He's dreadful. And speaking of dreadful, Aaron Neesmith had uh, three points on 11% shooting in 26 minutes. I think he was a wasted draft pick by the Celtics as well. I don't know why he started. Well, I do know because Duarte and Nembhard are out. But there's, there's no reason for him to be starting over over even a Matherin. Like... I don't get it. He's not an NBA player, I don't think, Neesmith. And you obviously don't need to have him rostered. Solid enough game from... Um, actually, that's not true. Wasn't a solid game. He played minutes. Uh, O'Shea Brissett, five points on 29%. I do not believe in him as an NBA rotation player either. But what I do believe in, if I can get the screen right, is that today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, the NBA, FIFA World Cup, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. We've always got the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fixed. And if we go and have a look at week 12, it's a Thursday night game tomorrow. Bills and Lions. The Bills are nine and a half point favorites playing their second game in a row in Detroit. Do you think they can cover nine and a half points? It's a lot, but they're obviously much better than Detroit. All of Week 12's action for the NFL is loaded over at Bet Online. So head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. I said we we're going to go quick, and we've done uh, eleven minutes and done one game. So yeah, not going that quick. The next game is the Blazers and the Cavs. Let's get through these ones a little bit faster. Um, one fourteen, Cleveland ninety six, Portland still no Damian Lillard. So Anthony Simons is going to take a lot of shots. Thirty one usage. 20 points, 6 assists, 4 triples, but 33%. He's going to hurt your field goals a lot. I maintain if you can get a top 50 player back in a trade for Simons, you gong him all the way out of there. See you later. Gong him, Red. I would trade him away for a top 40 guy. Jeremy Grant was pretty solid here. 
21 points, five triples, three steals. His his fluctuation in value is crazy. He's like he goes top 10, then top 150, then top 170, then top 30. He's all over the place. It is going to help him with Lillard out, but I don't think that sticks. Yusuf Nurkic had 22 and six with three steals. While Big Fella Drew Eubanks, he's been a really solid stream for blocks. Another three of them here. He ended up with 10 and six in 17 minutes. Well, don't drop Josh the Hitman Hart. Only had eight points, but three rebounds, nine assists, and a steal. Whenever he scores like this, people are like, man, I'm done with this guy. I can't. I can't. Like, you can. Like you, you probably want to hold on to a top 100 player under most circumstances. They did make a change. Shaden Sharp went to the bench, and he did nothing. Like, literally nothing. Shout out to Tony Snell. 15 minutes, 0.030 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 steals. That's a Snell. Like, Sharp is a guy that I really I really like what I've seen. Really like him long term. term. But at this point, he's a putrid fantasy player. Like, he's got nothing. Like, you do not want him in 12 or 14 or probably 16 team leagues, even with Lillard out. Winslow has a little bit of a value. He did replace Sharp. He had only 5 points, but 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. He's unfortunately going to defecate on your percentages. He has 20% from the field here. That's what he does. That's who he is. Also interesting to see Nasir Little play over 20 minutes for the first time this year. 22 minutes for him with five points for the Cavs. Their big boys did well. Jarrett Allen, 24 and 13. Big game, 83%. Evan Mobley. I think what we need to look at with Mobley is, we've talked about this in the offseason a lot, the preseason. Like, How does he get a usage increase? And the answer is, he doesn't. 10 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks. But... Despite all of this, he's a top 50 player this season because he has improved his free throws. Not so much here, but he's getting rebounds. He's getting blocks. He is a guy that I think could be a top 20 player in the future. But with the team constructed the way they are, Mitchell and Garland, he's just not going to have that scope to necessarily increase usage that much. As for Mitchell and Garland, huge from Don. 34 points with six triples. But as we have seen since Garland's returned, the assists have dried up. Now, he did have nine last game, but as a general rule, they're not there. One assist for him here. That's still a good game, obviously, fueled by insane shooting. But we're seeing him start to drop, and I think he'll come out of the top 10 soon. Well, Garland had 24 points with no rebounds and 12 assists. These guys, they're coexisting fine. Lamar Stevens had 12 points in 28 minutes. Okoro played 21. Osman had three points in 27 minutes. Not a lot going on there. Dean Wade with four points. Levert and Love were out. They're all going to just be a mess, and I don't think any of Levert or Love or Stevens or Okoro or Osman or Wade are 12 team league guys outside of streaming situations when someone is hurt, giving some extra opportunities. Let's go to the next game. The Philadelphia 76ers on the back-to-back go and take on the Charlotte Hornets, and the Hornets win it 107-101, the final score here. Um, on the Sixers side of things, well, it's sort of what we thought, I guess. Big game from Shake. 39 minutes, 29, 7, and 9 assists with two steals. Now, he's not known for those numbers. He is a must-roster player until at least Harden returns. The wave pulled De'Anthony Melton. 20 and 6 with three assists and four steals. Not good shooting, 39%, but obviously remains a 12-team league must-roster player. 10-team league must-roster player until at least Harden returns. They did go with Montrez Harrell starting again. He had a Montrez Harrell, like 16 and 7. That's what he does. Nothing else. But weirdly enough, he hit all eight of his free throws. He doesn't normally do that either. I don't think that he's the guy that you want to stream. It is Paul Reed, who only played 22 minutes, but had six and eight with two steals and three blocks. That 19 and 10 double-double against the Nets was always going to be hard to replicate, but he's always going to get defensive stats, and that has real value. George Niang is an elite three-point streamer, another three of them here in 19 minutes, while it was a terrible, terrible game from the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. And by terrible, it's not really terrible, but... 
With everyone out, you want more. Like 19-5 and 0 with 0 steals and 0 blocks is piss poor. Putrid, in fact. 45% shooting. Like, you need him to do more than that. His ranking had been inflated this season from steal numbers, which is so far above career norms that I knew they were going to come, or they were likely to come down. He was a guy that I was pretty much out on in the preseason, but the opportunity for him to prove me wrong is here when everyone else is out to put up big numbers because when Harden, Embiid, and Maxi return, like he's not going to be a top 90 player. And he was only sort of hovering in that area because of high steal numbers. And now he puts up this, like it's, it's, he's outside the top 150 over the last week for reference. PJ Tucker scored his first points in the last five games. Oh, yeah, that, that's just funny. Anyway, onto the, uh, onto the Hornets, the Cockroach Mason, Mason Plumley, 11, 13, and 6, 26 minutes. But Big Dick Nick Richards had a big game. 13 and 13, a steal and a block. That's really good from Richards, but still only 21 minutes. That's two good games in a row. But do you reckon there's any chance that Stephen Clifford is going to replace the cockroach with Richards? I don't think so. If we had an inkling that that might happen, like I think there is an inkling that Duran can replace Bagley soon. I don't think this happens with Richards. So he's probably more of a 14-team league guy. Paul Washington Jr. had 13. No, he didn't. He had no 13s anywhere. He had 19 points with three threes, six rebounds, and three assists. A guy that many people were willing to move on from. He's now a top 60 player over the last week. Starting to put it together. There's going to be ups and downs. You want to talk ups and downs. Terry Rogier, finally, a game where he hit shots. 22, 2 and 6, 50% shooting. Unfortunately, he couldn't hit him from the free throw line. He is still a massive buy low guy who's got top 50 upside, but maybe he just doesn't get back to that elite level shooting that he had for the last two seasons. That's possible. Stinking game from Gordon Hayward, just the 29 minutes, 7, 2, and 3 on 30% shooting. I'll give him a little bit of a pass there. While Oubre also struggled, 14 points on 40%. He got another two steals, and the steals for Oubre might be real. I still fail to believe that he'll be able to maintain 30 minutes a night when Lamelo Ball returns. Someone has to lose out, and I'm sure it's going to be him. Dennis Smith Jr. sprained his ankle again. What's that, the fourth time? Yeah, he's a pretty clear drop. I haven't hit the jack just yet. We'll do it. Oh, I haven't hit it this episode. We'll do it now, though. Yeah, Lamelo's probably going to beat him back. Two points in 11 minutes for Smith. He's only a desperation guy anyway as a backup guard, but you know, hurting the ankle again. Yeah, I reckon we've got to say see you later in that scenario. Today's episode is also brought to you by Sweatblock. Yes, Sweatblock. Of my old mate, Jennifer. She used to wear multiple shirts. Have you heard this story? Bulky. She ends up looking like um, you know, that episode of Friends where Joey's got a million all of Chandler's clothes on. She multiple shirts. So she could prevent the sweat from getting through. Not just that, she used to get wads of toilet paper and stick them under her arm. Now, I have a lot of questions about what Jennifer's doing with so much toilet paper under her arms, but it is a problem when there is sweat and you're overly sweating, you're self-conscious about staining coming through. She went to extreme measures. And I, if I pulled her up, I said, Jen, what, what are we doing here? Like you're wearing, it's, it's a million degrees outside. You got seven shirts on and there's a string of toilet paper coming down the back of your shirt. Do we need to have a chat about something? She went, Josh, it's just sweat. I got the I got the solution for you, Jenny. Sweatblock. It's doctor created, and it works. It's so simple. It gives you the confidence, Jen, to wear what you want without that embarrassing sweat. I don't want to be near you when you're sweating like that. Like it reflects poorly on me as well. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you sweat, it's not your fault. I don't know why I said that. We're trying to have jokes. We're trying to have jokes. Anyway, sweatblock wipes have been a bestseller on Amazon for the past ten years with over ten thousand five star reviews. 
Don't miss this opportunity to try Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock with 20% off using the promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. I'm going to go put my Sweatblock on now because I'm sweating. Because, yeah, did I say something bad? Maybe I did. Anyway, we're uh, we're going to go put some Sweatblock on. All right, now I'm back. Sweatblock's on. And we're ready to look at the Kings and the Hawks. The Hawks win it. 115-106. My boy Malik Monk. 27 points with four assists and two steals in 26 minutes. Now, he's not going to shoot this well, but as I've been saying, I really do like him as a back-end 12-team league guy. I don't expect this every night, but he's got a pretty solid role. Sabonis had usage over 5%, so that's always good. 15, 13, and 7 for him, while Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter had 13 points. He had another three threes, had five assists, a nice, well-rounded line. He is going to get some regression because prior to this game, he was shooting 50% from three, but that's still really useful. Speaking of regression... You know what I'm going to talk about? I'm stunned. I'm stunned that Darren Fox couldn't keep going at 57% from the field. 18-5-5 five and five is fine, but he was 35% from the field on 20 attempts and 43% from the line on 7 attempts. Numbers, they tend to have some sort of pattern, usually. All right? It was a hot streak for Darren Fox, and this is not to say that he has not improved again. As I've mentioned a million times, he has probably improved quite a bit. But what he was doing had no basis in reality of sticking. That's still good counting stats, though. I like that. 18, 5, and 5. He just urinated on you. Like, that's really pissing all over your parade with those percentages. Trey Lyles had a big game, so, I mean, that's cool. 12 and 7 with a triple one. Like, I don't know what to say about that. Trey Lyles will do that. Then he'll have two points in 20 minutes next game. I don't overreact to anything Trey Lyles does. And the other guy that we knew was going to regress was the pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Eight and seven with no threes, one assist. He'd been flying. I hope you got a sell high in on Barnsley. He will end up, I believe, back as a 12-team drop. Um, let's talk 12-team drops. I don't know if I'm... Am I ready to do it? Am I ready to do it? Keegan Murray. Get that garbage out of here! Four points, 0-5 shooting, four rebounds, no defensive stats. Um, maybe, maybe he's not, not going to be good. I don't know. I think... A general question with these sort of guys is if you drop Keegan Murray, and I think this myself as well, if you drop Keegan Murray, will someone grab him off the wire? I think the answer probably is yes, but I can't be certain of it. And I think to myself, if I'm sitting looking at the wave wire and Keegan Murray's out there, would I would I grab him? Probably. But I also don't really view him as a top 100 upside player anymore. There's a lot going on with him, obviously. But what, what the translations loved about him was the usage, the shooting, and the defensive stats. And none of them are there. And I'm not sure they're going to be there. So I don't think there's anything wrong with jacking him off. Go ahead. But it wouldn't be the absolute no-brainer. It's not Jalen Smith, although he's in Jalen Smith territory at the moment. He's actually 172nd for the season. Actually, he's worse than that. Outside the top 175 for the year, Keegan Murray. Um, it's not going particularly well. And I think if, you are, if you're in a situation where you are at a negative record or you're sixth or seventh in the standings and you're carrying this bloke, like I think Jabari Smith has top 80 upside. I don't think Keegan does. So I'd much rather hold a Jabari, who is showing more positive signs, than holding what, whatever this is that Keegan's doing. For the Hawks, 
First thing I'm going to look at is DeJounte Murray. Did he turn it around? And absolutely not. He had three steals, which is good. That had dropped off. But 31%, 15, 7, and 4. Assists remain down. He's out to the top 130 over the last week. I don't think he's a first rounder. I don't think he's a second rounder. I think he's a third round player, which is about the area that I was get looking at him in drafts, like that 23 to 29 zone. He'll be better than this, I think. I'm pretty sure. With DeAndre Hunter back, I can't believe my eyes. The bloke had 10 rebounds. That's that's literally amazing for him. He also had a triple one, also amazing. I do not use this to add him in 12-team leagues. But with him back, we've still got 24 minutes of AJ Griffin. 12 points, two threes. That makes him at least a 14-team league guy, Griffo, because he's getting minutes while Justin Holiday was zeroed out, didn't play. And Aaron Holiday played 17 minutes. The big game from a Kongwu last game meant nothing, as expected. Five and seven in 19 minutes for him, while the Baptist Johnny Collins... This is how I know that there's a buy low here for the Baptist because people are like, man, do I drop this guy? And yeah, he's struggling, but he's the, what, 62nd ranked player this season? If you're in a position to drop him, A, there's five people in your league apart from you, or B, you're really, really impatient. This is bad. Like Seven and three is bad. 25% is bad. But if you're entertaining dropping him, go and just check out his manager. Just go and throw a buy low because people get frustrated really easy. Buy low. He's not top 40. He's not that guy. But buy low on this. Trey Young. Hey, the shots went in. 58%. 35 points, four triples, seven assists. While Clint Capella had 11 and 14 with three blocks. Capella looks really, really good at the moment. And that's always good to see. Let's do the next one. It is the Dallas Mavericks. The Boston Celtics. 125 Boston, 112 Dallas. The final score. Um, Boston was up pretty big in this one. But Dallas was able to come back and uh, and make it somewhat of a game towards the end. Christian Wood, 34 minutes, 26 and 12 with two threes. Great shooting from the field, great shooting from the line. A fantastic game. I have no faith that this is how it maintains every game at all. But it's an encouraging thing. I don't know how much we need to talk about Luka Doncic. I just know we haven't been talking about him much. So that means I don't get to do this. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Yep, look, he's carrying. 42-8-9, unfortunately shocking 56% from the line, but 61% overall. He's putting up ridiculous numbers. Number one player in fantasy points leagues. He's like seventh or eighth in category leagues because the free throws have started to drop off. But this squad is really, I think, horribly um, constructed around him. And uh, there's some frustration building because Reggie Bullock continues to be dreadful. Five points in 27 minutes. Finney Smith is doing nothing. 10 points with two triples and two blocks. The two blocks are a nice surprise. Tim Hardaway, two points on seven shots. Josh Green, who was shooting like the NBA's best shooter, had three points on 25%. Green, Bullock, Finney-Smith, Hardaway, Powell. We're going to be talking about them on the weekend because they're the only team that plays a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back, but they're all bad. Don't we? I think Green's got potential, but at the moment, they're all bad. Spencer Dinwiddie played through his shoulder issue, 15-4-4. Four four. Talked a lot about him and some regression coming. It has started to hit. He is outside the top 150 over the last week, and there is going to still be some drop-off from him. Well, for the Celtics, they made a change in their lineup. Maximum Derek White went back into the starting lineup. Maximum Derek. He was okay. 29 minutes, 12 points, three threes, two rebounds, one assist. Not enough for me to go, yeah, he will continue to start, or yeah, he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, because I don't believe that he is. I also, I'm very, very far from convinced that Grant Williams is. Two, three, and three in 26 minutes. I think... This guy is, what, 115th in category leagues? 172nd, or actually, in points leagues, you can jack him off hard. Get that garbage out of here! And then Rob Williams is going to come back. I don't think that he's a must-roster player. I think his upside is extraordinarily limited. 
Brogo had 13 and 6. I think he's a 14 team league guy with 12 team stream ability, while Smart had 13 to a 9. And Horford, who people were telling me they wanted to drop after the last game, hopefully they were joking. He had 14, 5, and 4 with four triples. Um, Jason Tatum had 31, 13, and 5. Another two blocks and great stuff from the uh, line. He is dropping a little bit in terms of his efficiency numbers, and that has caused him to almost fall outside the top 10 for the season, which was to be expected. His shooting percentage was so far above where it was last season. And then we had Kyrie Jr. have 30... you've done it again. Oh, sorry. Try it again. I talked over you. JB, you've done it again. 31, 4, and 4 with two steals and two triples for Brown. 72 from the field and 75 from the line. That's a really good performance. He had dropped off somewhat, but that's obviously a, uh, a very good line from old uh, Jalen Brown there. The next game, the Miami Heat, the banged up Miami Heat. Took on the Washington Wizards. They get the win, 113-105. The Wizards were banged up as well. No Rui Hachimura, no Monty Morris, no Bradley Beal. They started Geordie Goodwin, and he didn't do much. 25 minutes, 8 points, 3 assists, and a steal. He's a streamer if he continues to start with these guys out, but that's about it. Well, Denny Avdia, what a game. 12, 9, and 10. One steal, two blocks. He basically functioned as the point guard. I really like Avdia as a complimentary player. I didn't obviously see this coming, or nor did I see 41 minutes coming, but he's got some 12-team value. Haven't had to do this very much, but Will Barton. Um, 13, 7, and 7. Now, obviously, 29 minutes and the assist numbers are because Morris and Beal are out, so I wouldn't overreact to that. While Kuzma had 33 and 7, and Porzingis, 21 and 9. Big games from those guys. Kispert, he's a three-point streamer, and he hit two of them. He didn't do anything else. And I thought he would have been a little bit better in 39 minutes, but overall, he is a limited upside player who really is just a three-point streaming option. Not much else going on there. Well, for the Heat, let's talk about who was actually in and out. Butler was out. Struess was out. Struess was out and then upgraded to question with an out again, which I don't know why. Robinson out, Oladipo out, Butler out. But Tyler Hero returned. Bam played. Gabe Vincent played. Let's talk about what happened. How is... Um, Old mate, Kyle Lowry going. Double-cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Just, look, um, um, after that ridiculously bad start, how good's he been? Apparently, he's second in the NBA in total minutes behind Kevin Durant. 28, 6, and 3, 5 threes, 58%, 9 of 9 from the line. He is putting up, you got him to pick 100 in drafts. Like, he's, he's dominating it at that number. Oh, what a st- steal. Also, big stuff from Caleb Martin. 24, 9, and 4, 4 threes, 2 steals, and a block. Now, Martin is doing this because Struess and Butler are out. Don't get it twisted that he's a must-roster guy as we move forward. For now, that's fine to hold him. Wasn't overly ex- inspiring from Tyler Hero. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists with 5 threes in 29 minutes. It's just good that he's back after missing 3 games. Little Chungus played 12 minutes, 7 and 5. I honestly do not really rate this guy long-term as a prospect. Maybe he'll change my mind at some point. He's starting at the moment. He's going to be back out of the rotation soon, so don't get too excited there. Well, Adebayo, that's some rough shooting for a center, man. 33%. He had 15, 11, two steals and a block. But overall, like, I know a lot of Heat fans are talking up how good he's been. From a fantasy perspective, eh, like he's been fine. He's outside the top 30. He's outside the top 80 over the last week. Like he's been, like... I'd say a little bit disappointing for what he's produced this season. Vincent had just the two points on 11% in his 19 minutes. Obviously not ideal. The next game, 
The Brooklyn Nets, they beat the undermanned Toronto Raptors. Couldn't beat the undermanned Sixers yesterday, but they beat the Raptors 112-98. Nicky Claxton, 30 minutes, 14 and 12, one steal, four blocks. That makes us feel better about having him. Is those minutes up? I think it's going to be a lot of ups and downs in that playing time, but that's pretty strong. Also, Benny Simmons. I, is he back? Looks like it. 14, 2 and 6, three steals, two blocks, 78%. That's really good. He's top 20 over the last week. I don't think he's that, but this is good stuff. I don't know where it comes from, but maybe it's real. The Basmati man, Royce O'Neal, 15 points, five threes, seven assists. Since when? Why is Simmons and Kyrie out there, but Royce O'Neal is orchestrating the offense? Never in a million years could I said, you know what, who's going to be the point guard on the Nets? Royce O'Neal, the man who never handles the ball. But it's happening. And maybe just got to reassess our views on him. Really good stuff from him. Actually, amazing stuff. Pulling it out of his ass, but who cares? It's great. Kyrie had 29 in 28 minutes on 69% shooting. Giggity. Good. Well, Durant, just a bad game. What a low usage game for Durant. 12, 7, and 5 with three blocks. You don't hate on it too much, but just a weirdly low game. Joe Harris, obviously we jack him off. He played 14 minutes for three points. Cam Thomas had 17 minutes. Um, Markeith Morris played 18, and Seth Curry and Yuta Watanabe were out. You don't need... Curry and Watanabe are rostered in over 25% of uh, 12-team leagues. They do not need to be. like They are not 12-team league guys. You can move on from them pretty quickly. For the Raptors, what do we get out of this game? I don't know. No Siakam, no Van Vliet, no Barnes. They're three best players. Sorry, three of their best four players. No Achua, no Banton, no Porter. It's like six rotation players out. Thad Young, we just keep rolling while these guys are out. 12, 8, and 5, two steals. Good. Boucher, keep rolling while these guys are out. 12, 16, a steal, and a block. He shot 13%, but the counting stats are good. Gary Trent, you'd be stunned to know that he didn't hit many shots. Actually, that's not true. He hit shots. He just missed a lot as well. 19 points on 32%, but the three steals were there. I still think he is a back-end hold for 12-team leagues, but I don't. I obviously don't view him as well as others. Coloco started and didn't do much. Four points in 18 minutes. I wouldn't worry about him too much. Well, we also got a double-double from Wancho Hernan Gomez with three steals, and I honestly couldn't care less about Wancho Hernan Gomez's production for fantasy games. Uh, Jeff Doughton played 21 minutes. Ronnie Harper had six points in five minutes. Well, Malachi Flynn, I would have hoped for a little bit more there. Eight points in 25%. This is not going to do him any favors in terms of Nick Nurse trusting him to play anymore, um, considering he seems to be the player that Nurse hates more than anybody. All right. Next one, the Bulls. They come back. They get the victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. 118-113. DeRozan was fantastic. 36, 4, and 8, a steal and two blocks, elite percentages, really, really strong. Really good numbers. But the big surprise has to be Kobe White. 14 points in 25 minutes, four triples, three steals, a block, 50% shooting. He's been basically an afterthought all season, but he was really, really strong here. And that relegated Ayo Desumu to just 24 minutes. 8, 3, and 3 for Desumu in two blocks. You know my stance on Desumu. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, I reckon you can drop him pretty comfortably. Um, also, another struggle, as for White, I don't think we need to do anything with him fantasy-wise. We just want to watch to see where this goes. Zach Levine. Yeah, pretty rough, I'd say. 18-5 and 5, 35%, 75 from the line. Bit of a buy low, but you know, I am a little worried about where he's sort of sitting at the moment. While Paddy Williams, another two blocks, another two threes, 11-3 three and 3, probably does deserve a 12-team league roster spot. Vooch was okay. 18, 5, and 4. Nothing spectacular, but just okay. And, and that's fine for where he is. He, much like Deonor Ayton, just refuses to take free throws. Didn't take any here. But it's good for him to get a game over 40% shootings. There's been quite a few of those that haven't happened this season. 
the Rabbit Hunter. Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. He went scoreless, but he did have two steals and three assists. We know the Caruso is just a steal streamer, and that's it. Pretty poor loss from the Bucks. Giannis started really poorly, but ended up with 36, 11, and 7. Of course, he was bad from the line, but you know what? 67 from the line from Giannis is actually good. And he was 56 from the field, while Holiday had 14, 5, 11 with two steals, and Punch Bob played 25 minutes. I talked about Bobby Portis on the buy low, sell high the other day, saying I think his minutes are coming down. We're already starting to see that, and I think when Chris Middleton comes back, it'll happen more. 9 and 12 with two blocks for Portis. Grayson Allen's in that mix of about 20 blokes that you can stream in for threes. He had 13 points with two triples, while Brook Lopez, another strong game, 20 and 8 with a steal and a block, and he's, he's I, I, I honestly, no way that I saw this coming. Get, got this wrong. Had no chance of being anywhere close to this being right. He continues to be good. Javon Carter. Uh, it's a pretty easy jack call. Get that garbage out of here! 2-4-2 two, and two in 24 minutes. And I tell you, it's not going to get better when Middleton's back. Um, Connaughton had three points in 14 minutes. I don't think we need to worry about him in any 12 or really any 14-team leagues either. The next game that we look at is the... What is it? It's the New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs. Easy win for the Pelicans. 129-110. The big fella. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. 24-10 with four triples. Now, this sort of big game came because he was plus 24 and he had 82% shooting. I would use it as an opportunity to sell high, not to suggest that he is back doing this every game. I also would hold on Larry Nance. 17 minutes, 6-2-2. Two, two. Not a good game at all. But I'd like to hold to see where it goes. With CJ McCollum out, Devontae Graham played 28 minutes. 21 points with six threes. It's fool's gold. Don't chase it. Well, Ingram had 17, 3, and 10. Not great, but fine. Good enough. Herbalife Jones, yeah, he continues to be a little bit disappointing. Nine points in just 19 minutes with a block. He's outside the top 150 for the season. He's really just a steals specialist at this stage. And I don't think that you have to label him must roster. As I said, McCullum was out of this. Oh, Zion, we haven't talked about him. 32 and 11 on 78% shooting. Holy shit, like that's great. Two steals and a block. But as usual, bad from the line. Four of eight from the line. That's what holds him back. That's what is going to skew his numbers in overall rankings. But 32 and 11 on 78% and getting defensive stats. Like, can't ask for too much more there. Trey Murphy, of course, was out of this one. For the Spurs, my man Devin Vassell continues to play really well. 26, 4 and 8. A steal, four triples, 59% shooting. He's really putting in some big numbers at the moment. And Dougie McDirt also got hot. 21 points in 23 minutes. He's in that group again. That when you're looking for threes, you can stream him in. Jakob Pertl, only 26 minutes, four and 14 with three steals. Well, um, it was a poor night from the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? He played only 16 minutes. He shot 22%. He had five and one. That's it. One of the worst games you'll see. I th- I'm pretty sure it was injury-related. Pretty sure that it's not just that he sucked that he got benched. I haven't heard at this point if there was or what the injury is or what the situation is. That will come out, but that is my expectation here on Keldon. Um, I still think there's a little bit of a buy low and I wouldn't drop him. But also remember that he in the past has been a poor shooter who struggles to generate consistent counting stats outside of scoring and the extra offensive load is getting to him um, percentage-wise. So maybe we look at him as a top 80 player best case. Sohan had 12 points in his 24 minutes. Zohan, now! While um, we thought Zach Collins would be back, he was listed probable, but he was in fact out. 
So Goldfinger got another reprieve. 12 minutes for Charlie Bassey. Three points. He's a clear drop. They're in Cater Bates-Diop with Johnson out. Or not playing that much. 10-5 with three steals for Bates-Diop. He's an interesting deeper league player. The Trey Jones struggle continues. Nine points on 13%. But nine assists, two steals. That's good enough. I think we keep holding him um, despite some of those struggles. The next game went to overtime. But the Nuggets get it done. 131-126. Big Chungus on the back-to-back. of 18 from the line and 73 overall. That is a gigantic performance, as it was for the Shark, Bruce Brown. Brown had 17, 13, and 10 with four steals in 45 minutes. I think he is a 12-team league guy, but obviously this is inflated by the absence of Bones, of Jeff Green, of Jamal Murray, of Maga Porter Jr. So sell high if you can. Otherwise, just enjoy it and drop later on. KCP was okay, 15 and 8 with three threes, but and 41 minutes, but this sort of bite leans into what I've been saying, that I do think he's going to become a drop. If you're only producing that in 41 minutes, in overtime with everyone else out, the production's waning. As Gordon had 30 and 8 with four threes and two blocks, really strong from him. I do think he does belong on a 12-team roster, but his upside is relatively limited. But I don't know what to say about Vlako Chancha. 35 minutes, 20 points, five assists, three blocks. I know Nuggets fans have been clamoring for a lot more Chancha in their lives. He had 39% shooting. I don't think we need to look at it, but is he better than Jeff Green? Maybe. Maybe. Davon Reed started, did absolutely nothing, missed all seven of his shots. Ludicrous decision to start him, but anyway, he was uh, shocking and maybe he won't play again. Well, Jack White got minutes over DeAndre Jordan. Missed. Well, he didn't take a shot. Scoreless in 10 minutes, but that bench group played okay, better than DeAndre Jordan does. Eight points for Zeke Nagy in his 15 minutes. For the Thunder, Shea was great. Again, 31, 7, 11, two steals, a block. That's just what he does. Although efficiency is dropping a little bit for him. While Isaiah Joe went bananas. 21 minutes for 21 points and 7 threes. He does this, and then he just doesn't play. And, yeah, it's hard to predict when this is going to happen. Poku, again, it's up and down. But 13 points, two threes, one steal, three blocks. Absolute must roster player. Or Jeremiah Robertson Earl also put up a big game. 35 minutes, only eight points, but 11 boards, two steals, and a block. He's more of a 14-team league stream guy to me. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Started the second half over Poku, had 16 points, not much else there, but I do think he is worth a 12-team league grab and hold to see what happens. Well, it was a poor game from Giddy, 12-4 and 6. He's been benched more this season, and he struggled. That's why he gets benched, because he's struggling. The numbers aren't terrible, but it's the trend that's a bit worrying. Rough efficiency night from Dort, 44 from the field. He had 18 and 7 with three threes. Much better points league guy than category league player. And Baisley did nothing, as per usual. Also, some people are still rostering Trey Mann. Um, You definitely do not need to do that. All right, the next game. The Pistons, again, on the road, back-to-back, 125-116 over the Jazz. And my mate, Marvin Bagley. Would you look at that? 19-6. He still only played 21 minutes, which is the concern. No fouls. Um, 90% shooting, which of course isn't real. I still don't believe that we need to have him in 12-team leagues. The guy that I'm looking at, again, is Jalen Duran. He played 27. He had two steals, two blocks, only four and seven. I'd much rather have Duran than Bagley with the way the minutes are going. We'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about it in a minute. We'll talk about something in a second. Boyan Bogdanovich had 23 points. He's just rolling along. Well, Alec Burks, another strong game. Alec Burks. I think he's a 12-team league guy. He had, what, 18 points with four triples in 19 minutes on a back-to-back. 
He'll be better than that most nights. Killian Hayes hurt his calf, wasn't able to finish the game, had two points, three rebounds, three assists. I think he's still a hold if you need assists and steals. If you don't want to hold it, not a problem. But how about the fort? Kevin Knox, 21 points, six triples. That's back-to-back big ones from him. With Sadiq Bay out, he's outplaying Isaiah Livers. I never thought I'd see the day that Kevin Knox would play this well. I don't really have full faith in it. And part of the problem with Knox is like, what else has gone on here? Three rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. It came on 75% shooting, so it's obviously just red-hot shooting stuff. I don't, I'm not adding him in 12-team leagues. But again, I'm just watching that. It's really, it was really good. But yeah, but I don't think I'm buying it. Malik Beasley, what a game. 29 and 11, eight triples and five assists. He is a 12-team league guy for now. He's going to be up and down, but it was also a great game from Colin Sexton. 17 points and 12 assists. Unfortunately, there was no rebounds, no defensive stats. I think you hold him for now while Conley's out. I don't really buy him as a long-term guy. Olenek <clears throat> struggled a bit. Eight, three and six, two steals and a block. Still a hold while Markkanen... Had his worst probably game of the year. 13-8, and eight, got smacked in the face by Duran. The numbers are still okay. He just didn't shoot that well. Well, Vanderbilt, Bar, it's really been a struggle for Jarrett. 7-3, and three, a steal and a block. I think he is still a 12-team league must roster in points leagues. Don't know about that. In category leagues, he probably still is, but that wasn't great. Clarkson had 24 points with not much else. And Horton Tucker, who Jazz reporters thought would be the starter with Conley out, played 13 minutes for three points. Yeah, not so good. You can go and drop him if you added him. Well, Walker Kessler had five blocks in 21 minutes. That's what he is, though. He's a blocks streamer. He added his, um, rebounds, which is good. The 21 minutes is encouraging. I'd still prefer to have Duran over Kessler, just because I think pathway to minutes is more, more clear. But that is obviously a really, really good line. All right, we'll do the last game of the night. The Clippers blow out against the Warriors. 124-107 was the final score. A quick update on Kawhi and Paul George, Luke Kennard. Uh, Ty Lue said before the game that they're okay, they're just being cautious, and then he said, we don't really know when they'll be back. A lot of places are running with that, using the dreaded phrase, no timetable for return, which is true. He didn't give us a timetable. But no timetable to return is often conflated. Conflated? Is that the right word? I think it is. Conflated to mean, oh my God, they're out forever. And it just means they don't know when they're back. But everything else they said was relatively positive. He seems okay. We didn't love how it looked on the film. We're just being extra cautious. Um, he's totally fine. You know, not totally fine, but you know, it's nothing big. And then they said, we just don't know when he'll be back. But you see a lot of headlines, no timetable to return, and you get worried. So I don't know whether to be worried, but I also know that reading through those quotes um, doesn't necessarily tell me that it's going to be long-term for Paul George or Kawhi. I expect Kawhi will be back before Paul George, but I don't know. But I'm not... Yeah, sky is falling on the no timetable to return uh, nomenclature that was used. Terrence Mann, 17 points. Norman Powell, 17 points. I'd prefer Powell over Mann while those guys are out. Um, Powell had seven rebounds here. Marcus Morris also able to get back some form, 19 points with two steals. And Amir Coffey was the surprise. Well, maybe not surprise. He was a starter with all those guys out. 13-3 and 7 for Coffey. We've seen in the past that Coffey has been able to produce some okay numbers when given those opportunities. I don't know that he'd be someone I'd be looking to to stream in or anything like that. John Wall was honestly really bad. Nine, this is why I don't like him for category leagues necessarily. Nine, four, and three. No steals, no blocks, no threes. Bad from the field and bad from the line on big volume. <clears throat> I think he's fine in a points league and you want to hold him there, but he really struggled. 
and he was a team worst minus 25 in this game. And from, from watching it, that made sense. I think Wall, again, he's a specialist for 12-team leagues and not a must-roster. Struggle game from Reggie Jackson. He does have at least stream value. While George and Leonard are out, 11-1-6 on 44%, not his best. And Zubat's only got the 26 minutes, 8-4. and four. He has really cooled off, expectedly so, since that hot start to the year. For the Warriors, Wigo was great. 31, 6 triples, 4 rebounds, 3 steals, 1 block, 67%. Amazing. Steph Curry, not at his quite at his best, but 22-6-9 on 45%. Didn't take a free throw, which is weird. While Clay Thompson started out really well, but then Nick Young did 18-0-0. No rebounds, no assists. He had 2 steals. Shot 50%. He is playing better, for sure. But, you know, how good do we actually think he's going to be rest of the season? I'm not sure about that. Draymond had a really Draymond game. 9-7-12, two steals and a block. His steals and blocks have been down this season, so it's good to see him get a couple there. And as usual, the bench was bad. Jordan Poole, like, what the hell is going on here? 8-1-5, 20% shooting. You might think he's a drop, and I get that. I would hold him, and I would buy low, but, man, it's pretty rough. Well, Kevon Looney had two steals and two blocks in his 17 minutes. And uh, Kaminga didn't do much. There's not the bench still remains really weird, um, and the starters just crushed them in this game. Pretty obvious stuff. Let's get to the lines of the night. The monstrous does go to Miles Turner. Your waiver wire line of the night goes to Denny Avdia with that uh, surprise triple double. The young gun of the night I had to scroll down a long way down my list to find a first or second year player. Unless I just completely skipped someone, it was Jose Alvarado. And the dud of the night is the horse, Keldon Johnson. Whose horse is that? Top 10 players in category leagues. Number one, it was Miles Turner. Then Jokic, Gildas Alexander, Towns, Wiggins, Bruce Brown, DeRozan, Tatum, Lowry, Claxton. Top 10 guys rostered under 50%. Abdia, number one. 14-team, interesting guy. Graham, not really. White, let's watch that one. Paul Reed, as long as Embiid is out, is worth looking at. Isaiah Joe, no. Eubanks is a block streamer. Thad Young, yes, just keep rolling with him. Trey Lyles, no. Vlako Chanchar. Probably not. And Terrence Mann, maybe some short-term value. And for points leagues, your top 10 players today. Tatum, Shea, Jokic, Doncic, DeRozan, Miles, Turner, Towns, Zion, Bruce Brown, and Giannis. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.